Hey agents, welcome back to another episode of Prime Tips. This time we're talking about first Saturdays and second Sundays, what they are, what they were, mostly what they were, and where they may be going. So if you're one of the agents that started playing Ingress during the pandemic, you may not remember what a first Saturday was like. And if you're a really recent player, you may not know what second Sundays were like. Or if you're really recent, you may not know what either one of them are. So we're going to go over and look at them and kind of talk about what they were, which might give us an idea of where they may be going and where they're at now. So let's start with First Saturdays. Now, First Saturday is an event that's sanctioned by NIA. It's organized by Fev Games, and it's run by local agents. So basically, it's a grassroots event with somebody that organizes it a little bit, which is Fev Games, and then Niantic does a number of things to make it worthwhile for your character, your agent, to get stats and that kind of stuff. Uh, started in November of 2018. Now, in April of 2020, uh, COVID, the pandemic hit, and as we see when we talk about what a first Saturday is, that's not a good thing for a pandemic to be doing what you were doing in a first Saturday. So they decided, you know, we're going to have to cancel first Saturdays. And it seemed to be kind of quick for us, if I remember right. But it didn't take them long. May of 2020, they came back. Um, and so only a couple of months with a new format and they called it first Saturday at home. We kind of know it as virtual first Saturdays and that's where we're at right now. It might be changing. Who knows? But what is a first Saturday or what they were? Uh, again, we talked about officially recognized by NIA, but it's really kind of put together at a grassroots event and those type of things. Uh, its real purpose was to gather agents from the local community face-to-face. So you got to put a face to a name, and you had that uh, one-on-one or one-to-many action a lot of times. So it was one of the few times that you had a lot of agents in one area that they would interact. Some people talked about it was just organized win trading because there was a lot of action going on. You know, you would... Uh, capture, deploy, and then somebody would tear down, and they deploy, and then you capture. There was a lot of action going on, which was one of the things that it was there for. Again, not really conducive to being safe during a pandemic, so they made the changes the way that it worked. But again, we're talking about the way it was. Um, So set up specific portals and things that are organized. So what you had was it was set up, so that you had to go to a location to take part in a first Saturday. Um, so agents like me that were in a rural area, that could be an hour drive. If you're in a urban area or something like that, they might be organizing them all the time. You had to have you know, enough portals and things to make it work. Uh, but people would come all together and compete. So to get it going, you had to have... Agents from both sides is still like that now. So you had to have a resistance and enlightened that decided to put it together. A cross-faction agreement on the venue or the meeting place. That was important because you would have 20, 30, 50, 100 people show up 
within a 60-minute window, you typically, and you needed a place where you could do that and not be really disruptive. So a lot of times you would see them uh, start those out in like a park or uh, maybe a pub or you know, a venue that's uh, a food court or something where you, you would talk probably with a proprietor saying, hey, here's what we want to do. And they'd say, yeah, it's okay. You can go ahead and do that. Um, prizes were given out a lot of swag. There were competitions for who get the most recharging, who would get the most uh, AP, who gained the most levels, and all those things we'll talk about. Um, determine existing portals to be hacked for check-in, a registration portal, and then there was a restock portal. So physically, you had to be there to hack those portals to get started and to get restocked. Um, and then there's usually um, a social time afterwards, which was another big thing for most of them. So the general flow of an in-person uh, first Saturday, which, who knows, we might see this come back. About 60 minutes before the event started, the registration portal would go live. So in the next 15 minutes, 60 to 45 minutes before people would show up at the gathering spot, uh, some may hack the registration portal, but it, you had to make sure that 30 minutes before the event starts, organizers would give a welcome speech, explain the event format. That was another thing is that not all first Saturdays were the same. So you may go to one first Saturday and there may be four or five events that they do that another first Saturday doesn't do. So you might have a very plain Jane first Saturday, which is, you know, we're just going to look at XP and levels, go out in the field and, you know, blow each other up. Or you might have somebody that says, hey, we've got a couple different events. We've got uh, a banner and we're going to have one-on-one -on -one play. So you may have a lot of things going on. It just depended upon the organizers and the place that the event was as to what was going on. 15 minutes before the event starts, a group picture was taken. Now, that was important. That was the way that you could prove that you had agents on the ground that were there. Even if you know they would hack the registration portal, they may not, you know, may not have been there, the spoof, so to say, or you may just have somebody passing by. Uh, and that, along those lines, that was one of the problems that you ran into in, in the uh, in-person for Saturdays is people would show up and believe it or not, they would forget to hack the registration portal kind of akin to the at home or the virtuals, you know, that forgetting to upload your start stats. It's much easier now with, with what they're doing with the uh, in home or the virtual registration, but you had to physically hack that portal. There were some other things you had to do as well. So we had to check in and you had to check out and we'll talk about those in a minute. Um, but they hack the registration portal, two-hour event window participants do in-game activities. That's typically so you'd hack it and then you'd go out into the field and maybe do a mission or go into the area that they had nearby and battle it out with opposing factions um, and then return back. And within that two-minute or two-hour time period, near the end of that two-hour time period, you would then check back in. Um so 30 minutes after the event window closes, the social restocking portal goes live. Now, typically they would have, at least the ones that I went to, two different portals for the registration and the restock. And usually they would try to have them nearby one another. If you're in the same venue, you want to try to find a venue that would have, say, two portals 
within reach of the venue, or maybe you start at one place, you know, start in a park, and then you're ending. Uh, your restock portal is at a bar nearby or a food court nearby, but you have to make sure that all of your participants know that we're starting here and we're ending there. So it was just easier to say, hey, we're going to start here and we're going to end here. The registration portal's down here at the end of the block, and the restock portal's going to be right here in front of the venue. Um, the social event, again, would start, and there was always checking to make sure that people got home. So how long would that event last? Typically, the ones that I went to, you know, it's a two-hour window, but you get there an hour early, maybe an hour or two afterwards. So you're looking at five hours. And again, you know, you want to the rural agents. There's an hour drive, an hour before, so it was it was a, could be an all-day event. Um, requirements to host that event again, organizer from each faction. You had to register your city with Fev Gains 14 days in advance, so it wasn't something that you could just set up the day before. You had to go way in advance to have it all set up. Um, secure the venue, take that group photo, find a place to socialize. It was a big event. Check-in handling. Now, check-in was, was much different. It was, it was A lot of it was kind of manual. Uh, so the, I remember going to first Saturdays where they would have two laptops and they would have a resistance agent and an enlightened agent and to foster the cross-faction. Again, this was to foster cross-faction action. Um, the enlightened players would go, would go, to, the re, to, go to the res uh, agent and check in. And then the res agent would go to the enlightened one to check in, and they would key in the information. So you'd get out your scanner, show it to them, and say, okay, here's my agent name. And then they would scroll to make sure that you're just not showing them a screenshot. And then, you know, here's here's my level, here's my other stats that they're keeping track of. And they would key all that information into that spreadsheet. Take the picture, go out in the field, come back, and in the check-in, You'd find them, and then you would say, okay, now here's where I'm at for level. Here's where I'm at for AP, et cetera, et cetera. And they would key that information in. Uh, and the spreadsheet would do some of the work for them. Not like what you have with the virtual first Saturdays, where it's simply, hey, I just you know, tell it to copy my stats, open up the form, and dump it in and hit start. So I'm sure that if they go to in-person first Saturdays that they're probably going to continue to do it that way because it's so much easier and there's a lot less chance for an error. Um, some of the ideas, again, you could do all different kinds of things during a first Saturday event. Encoded portal lists. So you give them lists of names that are encoded somehow and they have to break that code and then figure out where the portal is that they're going to. And the first one to get it done or get it done with the fewest events, however you want to do it, is a winner. Uh, dead drops. Um, so they would dead drop things. and You would have to find them and either take a picture of the dead drop or find information that, that you're at the portal and you go to the next one. Uh, missions were a big thing for the ones that I went to. Typically, they would create a mission for that first Saturday. And if you'd submit that, uh, those six portals or six missions excuse me before or that one mission before and you said hey it's a week in advance and you tag it ingress fs hashtag they would do their best to put that through as quickly as possible so that it was ready or go live for the first saturday um 
stat-based play, that was a big thing. Levels gained, AP gained, uh, clicks walked. Those are ones that I saw used quite often, but you could be glyph points, resos deployed, links created, uh, MU captured. I mean, anything that's a stat you could probably use as a competitive thing. And typically those people were recognized and if there's some swag, they'd give that away. Uh, human shard game, kind of a neat idea. Break up into groups. One person is a shard, have a start, starting point and a, a target portal. And how and when the person moves is, is typically there's a link and you can say, okay, they move every two minutes or they move whenever the link is uh, Establish it's up to you and then they try to get them there with the least amount of moves or the first one there uh capsule soccer is an interesting idea that basically all of your resistance players have resonators all of your enlightened players will have bursters and at the beginning you throw down a capsule and whoever picks it up puts in something so if i'm a resistance i throw a resonator in and then I drop it, and I can't pick it up again. Um, and then the Enlightened or somebody else picks it up, and they put their thing in, and they drop it again. And again, yeah, it's easy to cheat. You can throw 10 in. But if everybody's playing along, when it gets to time's up or the capsule's full, then you look to see how many resonators or bursters you have, and that determines your winner, which is a neat idea. Um, so, again... Those in-person ones, you could have a lot of different things happening. Organizing it was a big deal, and it still is kind of a big deal because there's a lot of work that has to be done ahead of time. Um, so you have to get the registration page, get the auto score sheet all set up, and you can see that they look at the key dates You know, two weeks before, or actually the Thursday after the first previous first Saturday, Registration opens up with Fev games, so you can say, "Hey, I'd like to have one in my city." And 14 days before that closes, so you have to get it in in that time. And then 10 days before, the details are verified by Nanic, and they appear on the event pages. Now, again, in a in a first person, the portal details and times are locked in. Again, since we're not doing in person, we're doing virtuals. That's not really there, uh, but then the things set up. So you can kind of get an idea of the overall timeline. So the day of that uh, first Saturday, if you're doing an in-person, um, and again, a lot, I saw a lot of them start at like noon or 1 p.m. Uh, the registration portal would go live, and then they'd have an hour for people to hack the registration portal, take uh, the group picture, talk about what, what items that they're tracking for uh, stats and awards. And then you had a two hour in the field. Now that would be double XP. Now it wouldn't be double XP while you're playing. It was double XP. So you'd get the XP that you had. And then when they reported the sheet back into Fev games and onto Niantic, when they gave the tick for the first Saturday badge, they also gave you, that XP or sorry AP um, so you would get your double AP but not right away and then at the end of the event 30 minutes later the restock portal opens up and then everybody starts drinking or, or celebrating or whatever it happens to be um, so prizes and swag were given away a lot of times 
again, it just depends on the first Saturday. I know the ones that we went to is when they check in that 30 minutes while we we're waiting for the restock portal to go live. That's when we'd say, hey, who's the furthest away? Okay, you get this piece of swag. Uh, who has the most recharges in this the past month? And people would call out numbers. Then the person who said they had the, they'd verify on the scanner. Yep, you're the winner. You get this. Um, but the, it was it was a different event. So it was neat to be at that first person uh, first Saturday, and of course that all changed with COVID. Um, so now it's it's really just a matter of that uh, you you have to. Find that registration form, copy your stats, dump it into the Google form, hit start, and then go do whatever it is that you do. So you don't have to really see anybody. You could sit at home and you could recharge portals or you can go to you know, your local park where nobody's there and you know do some microfielding, whatever, and then get the stats and upload them and away you go. You can also get stats if you are in the decode challenge. Now, the reason that you see a decode challenge in the first Saturdays that are at home or the virtuals is there's no restock restock portal. So to offset or to kind of give you the uh, what you had through a restock portal, although it's not as not as generous in many cases, um, you would have the decode challenge, and then you would have the local code for that location whenever they had the decode done that you can redeem and get the gear and, and get a piece of media and those type of things that show you were there. So um, just a point on that, if you are at a virtual first Saturday and you get a code, don't share it. Uh, don't share it on a public media with everybody else because there's only so many times that can be redeemed. And if you've got, I don't know, 50 agents at that first Saturday and you share it out to, well, uh, I don't know, maybe a, a discord or something like that. And a you hundred know, people redeem it real quickly. And then you might have 25, 30 agents that, that were actually there that can't redeem that code because it's been used up. So please don't share those. Now the global code that which typically comes later, that is something that you can kind of share uh, because it's it's global, but typically that's something you don't want to share as well, but you should be able to contact back to the people that uh, you are in the virtual first Saturday and get that global code as well. So first Saturdays are a great thing to get to know other people. Uh, again, you, you may not see them face-to-face right now, but you can chat, you can... Uh, there's a number of ways that you can communicate with those people. Um, but it's also a great way to come up with a lot of points for your AP. The score sheet itself, uh, again, this is all kind of automated now, but this is kind of what you would see whenever you did the in-person. You would actually come up to the table and say, hey, my name's Goonie Guy. I'm enlightened, and they say, okay, let me look at your scanner. Uh, we're going to pull out your, you know, your lifetime AP, your, your start level, and then later we'll figure out what your end level is, and they'll do the math and figure out the gain. You know, and here's your AP when you start, and when you check in at the end, they put, put in the AP for your, your ending, and it figures that out. And then it would also 
have a leaderboard so it knows here's all the agents and they would be able to at that time to say hey our our ap gain winner is uh dewey j he had 750 number two was goonie guy and they could put that information and give away swag or, or whatever you could charge i'm sorry you could track uh a lot more than just those items so some of the things that they could that they could track you know level lifetime ap uh, xm collected distance walked opr agreements uh, mine units captured uh, portals captured all of those could be added into that score sheet so when they get the data uh, you could have you know the first you know your entry and and your end and then what it is ends up being for how many the offset is you also notice that it has a participation and stats verified um, so stats verified means that, yeah they I've looked at the stats and they've got I've got them and they're good the participation you could it used to be in the in-person first Saturdays I think it was 5,000 um, AP that you had to come up with to officially show that you were there um, and participating even though you may have hacked the registration portal uh, I think now it's like one AP for the virtuals but you really don't even have to do that so if you happen to get in on a virtual first Saturday and you help with the decoding challenge and your organizer knows that he could just simply check yes they participated and then I wouldn't even have to have any AP gain and I would still have the tick for the badge um, so that's first Saturday. Uh, and there was a lot of stuff about pictures. Um, you, you had to have 10 people in your picture. You could do a collage because they wanted a group photo and they had a lot of information about the group photo, which now, since we're not together, we can't do that group photo. So we do kind of do do the collage. And then it was posted on, uh, social media so like facebook or something like that that was an open so that they could get in and see hey here's the names of the people here's the information and here's the picture so they could verify that it actually happened but during the pandemic again they didn't want people meeting face to face yet they still wanted people to play ingress so they came up with the idea of second sunday so that was introduced in july of 21 2021 and at that time, it counted towards a mission day badge. Um, so you could do any six official NIA missions, and you got a tick on your mission day badge. That kind of threw the balance off on things, so they changed that in 2022 to introduce the second Sunday badge. So there were seven months that you could have got a tick on your mission day, which we'll talk about how that actually worked. But now the way it is with Second Sunday, any six missions will get you a tick on the Second Sunday badge. So that means that you could repeat any six missions. Uh, but originally, it had to be any six official missions created by seven accounts. Missions by NIA, uh, Mission Days NIA, Missions NIA, MD NIA 2, which is standard mission day, MDNIA, MDNIA 2020. All of those were missions that were officially created for probably a missions day. So if you knew where there was a mission day, you could go to that town and 
do any six of those missions, which gives you one row on your scanner, and you would get the tick on your mission day badge. So it was it was kind of like mission day, but again, you didn't have to see anybody. You could go up and do those and get away. But it wasn't a mission day, so they changed it so that it could be any six missions that you do. Um, so the second Sunday as it is now you can actually repeat the same six missions. So if you have six missions that you have nearby, on a Sunday you could go out and do those six and get your tick for your second Sunday batch, which is really helpful for, for rural agents like me because I've got two places that I can go by, go do that with there within like 25, 30 minutes. If I have to go to where there's official mission day, that's an hour and a half, two-hour drive at least. Um but you can repeat the same ones. You don't have to do unique missions. But be careful if you do that so that you don't mess up your banners on your uh, scanner. So you want to make sure that you do a whole row over, and it'll just put them on the top and everything will filter down. Um, and again, you got the badges that, that go along with it. So Second Sunday is out there, and it's a good way to get out in the field. And speaking of which, I hope I see you out in the field soon. So long, agents. That's all for this time. Please check the show notes for a link to the video version of this podcast. If you have a tip and you'd like to add it to our collection, check the show notes for our submission form, and we'll make sure to make you famous if we use your tip. And if you just want to know how to do something with the Ingress Scanner, Ingress Intel, or any related Ingress tools, feel free to ask on our show submission form, and we'll try to whip out a show for you. If you want to subscribe to Prime Tips, you can find us on iTunes or check the show notes for a subscription link. Thanks for listening.